I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. This is Todd Weiler in for Boyd Matheson today on Inside Sources. And in this segment, we're going to talk about how many people in Cuba are protesting the government's handling of the economy and coronavirus and, quite frankly, a lack of freedom. A few years ago, I went to Cuba with the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce. And because I am a state legislator, I want to just set the record straight. This was not a taxpayer-funded trip. Um, my employer chipped in and I chipped in a little bit. Um and uh, it was a great opportunity, about 30 business people uh, from the Salt Lake Chamber. Uh, we went to Cuba. We spent a week. Uh, Lane Beatty was on the trip. Derek Miller uh, was on the trip. And uh, it was so much fun. I learned so much about that country. And we, we were there in that window of uh, time between when Obama kind of opened up Cuba for Americans um, uh, and, then, and then Trump kind of slammed that window shut. And um, and I was so grateful to have that week in Cuba. And um, I, I just want to share a little bit of my perspectives uh, because um, because of what's been happening. Um, and I, and also my uh, just want to kind of give you my take on some of the media, the national media coverage, not KSL News Radio, of course, because they do they do a great job. But, you know, we're hearing a lot of. Um, you know, uh, Democrats, leading Democrats, you know, blaming these protests on the coronavirus or the lack of vaccine. Um, but these people are not in the street screaming about vaccinations. They're carrying Amer- U.S. flags and they're screaming freedom and their signs say freedom. Um, these people have been suppressed for most of their lives. Uh, I think that the um, the um, what do you call it? Revolt or coup that Fidel Castro, uh, his second attempt was successful, led was in the early 1960s before I was born. And by the way, I uh, I also um, I get bragging rights because I turned 50 years old four years ago. This trip was in May of 2017 in Havana. So I get to that's one of the reasons I wanted to go is so I could t- say, hey, I turned 50 in Havana. Um, but uh, my impressions of Cuba were very um we're very positive, and I'd, I'd actually like to go back, um, but that's going to take probably a change in the government. And for those of you not keeping track, Fidel Castro died quite some time ago, and his brother Ruben Castro uh, took over, and he's died. And now they've got um, another uh, sort of dictator, communist dictator. Um, they, they rule everything with an iron fist there. Um, but a couple of things I wanted to share with you uh, just to tell you what it's like there. Uh, that I think you'll find interesting was, first of all, at that time in 2017, I I was like subscribing to Time magazine and some other magazines. 
but I rarely had time to read them. So I took a stack of them with me. So I, I thought as I was flying on the planes and sitting in the airports and riding around a bus in Havana, you know, because some of our bus rides were a few hours as we were seeing different parts of Cuba, that I would just read, you know, skim through these magazines and then I'd throw them away as I read them. And some of them were several months old. Um, when our Cuban uh, tour guide, we, we had, uh, I'll, I'll call him Jose, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but when he, you know, he spent a week with us on the bus and he was wonderful, just absolutely wonderful. When he saw these magazines, his eyes just lit up like silver dollars and he said, can I have those when you're finished with them? And I had no idea. So I ended up handing him at the end of the week a stack of a dozen, maybe 15 Time magazines. There might have been some other magazines mixed in there. And he acted like he had just won the lottery. And he said, you have no idea what this means to us and how many people are going to read these. And again, that was completely unplanned. Um, another thing I think some of the listeners, and I hope I don't offend anybody, but uh, and this wasn't an official part of our itinerary, but some of us got together on Sunday and we attended a local branch of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that is not formally recognized in Cuba. So it's a little bit of a rogue meeting, but it was so fun to go there. And, you know, we showed up, you know, with 10 or 12 people and, and this branch only had maybe a two dozen people, maybe three dozen people there um, that, that met. So they were quite surprised and I think excited to have such a big uh, contingent of Utah uh, people there to, 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 to meet with. And of course the services were in Spanish and I, I don't speak Spanish, but we had some translators there with us, but that was really a special um, experience for my wife and me. And I also want to tell you, uh, they don't have diet Coke in Cuba because Cuba uh, there's, we've had an embargo in place since uh, Castro uh, took over. And by the way, when Castro took over, it was a violent revolution. People were killed. Guns were shot. And they immediately nationalized all the businesses. So about 450 businesses, including American businesses, Italian businesses, Chinese businesses, they were all taken over by the government overnight. And all of the assets were seized, all the bank accounts, uh, the stores, all the personal property, all of that was taken by the government, including the cars of the Americans who fled Cuba after Castro took power. And that's those cars today, they're, they're all the 1950s cars that you've seen. Uh, they're all used as taxis now in Cuba. But those were just American cars that were that, that were left behind when people just grabbed their kids and grabbed their photo albums and fled the country because they weren't sure what was going to happen next. But uh, Derek Miller and I, I don't think he would mind me sharing this story. We just ventured off the itinerary. We ventured into a local grocery store in Havana and it was right near our hotel within walking distance. And I walked in there and I was shocked because I've never seen anything like this. But imagine Smith's or Lee's Market or Dick's or, or whatever, wherever you, uh, Harmon's. It was that size of grocery store, well, maybe a little bit smaller, but about a third of the shelves were completely empty, just nothing on the shelves. Um, but, and that, that wasn't too surprising. But was, what was more surprising is I would walk down an aisle and one aisle had um, cooking oil. <clears throat> and it had literally a thousand bottles of the same cooking oil. No variety in size and flavor and taste. Uh, everything was the same. It was almost as if a, a truck had just backed up to the back of the store and had unloaded a whole truckload of cooking oil and they put it on the shelves. And then the next aisle had cans of tomato paste and the whole aisle, both sides, up and down, all the same can of tomato paste a thousand times over. And that's how the store was. And very limited um, supply. And then um, uh, I mentioned there was no Diet Coke. So Cuba has their own version of Diet Coke, which is made in Cuba. And it was delicious. So we, I was actually there to buy a case of that to put on the bus in our, in our cooler because we all 
uh, we all were using that as a substitute. But the, the, the best part of my story about the store is, is we noticed that there was this little line inside the store to this restricted area. And what we figured out after some sleuthing was that that's where the chocolate and the good stuff was. And you had to stand in a separate line and they were rationing the chocolate. So you could only buy like two chocolate bars and uh, it was incredibly expensive. The other thing I'd tell you is there's two different currencies. There's the currency that Cubans use and the, there's the currency that the foreigners like the Americans use. And it's about 20 times as much. So if I bought a can of their fake Diet Coke, I was paying like 20 to 25 times more than the locals were paying for it. So a very different country. And um, a lot of uh, a lot of people that I'm talking to in my political circles here in Utah are very disappointed with how the White House under our current president has responded to these people who are crying out for freedom uh, and, and they feel like the White House is sending six mixed message, messages because for the past hundred years, we have stood up for freedom fighters all over the world. And a lot of people are questioning whether uh, Joe Biden and his administration is going to stand up for these people in um, in Cuba who, who don't have basic rights. So I just thought I'd share that perspective to give you a little background with what's going on in the news. And we'll be coming right back with Miles Hansen of the World Trade Center. You're listening to KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.